Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. Trip's already booked. I already texted everyone. I texted my wife. I'd be like, oh, we might get mad. We might get left out. Well, that's not what we wanted to hear. I've already got this stuff saved and ready to go. So then I can go like this. I hit confirm purchase. Just wait a second. Here it we says go. whoops. Right. Whoops! Just what it just said again! This is Gresh and Fourier. just love the way we just kept forging ahead. Obviously, you had a great push by a great team in the third period and kind of snowballed, but we went right back to work after. Andy Gresh. You know, our relationship with the media is very important. Stacy and Aaron have done a good job explaining it to those guys, but at the same time, I think there needs to be uh, a good relationship between the two groups. And, uh, okay. Christian Fourier. You mentioned that you had a chance to meet Mac Jones. Can you envision him being this team's starter next season? Right, you know, really right now, everything is on the table. No! God, please, no! Gresh and Fourier, right now. Oh, jeez. No one has told me I'm beautiful. On WEEI. Hey, how's your phone working today if you're an AT&Ter, huh? Oh. Uh, my wife just texted me being like, uh, oh, I'm on Wi-Fi, so I guess I can uh, make contact with you. Apparently, it's uh, something to do with a, a solar flash or something like that that has now uh, turned the AT&T Earth on its axis. Why would it only affect AT&T users? Like, why wouldn't it affect Verizon users or, you know, T-Mobile or, you know, whoever? Wow, well, listen. Why would I don't, just AT&T, they all use the same cellular, the same towers. Yeah, I don't, uh, well, hey, I don't know that as a fact. You're supposed to know. Wait, they all use, I do. They all use oh, the you're, same towers. They yes. uh, all use the same satellite. Oh, so, you're a big phone technology, the are you? Cell towers around the United States, they're not every person uses the same towers. Different companies may use those towers, <laughs> but they all we all benefit from the same towers. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like now now who's who owns them is <laughs> But I don't understand why Foyer just explains <laughs> what he doesn't know. Hey, somebody fact check that for me, okay? Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just, so I could be one out of twenty. I would like to get one win. Finally, <laughs> the Twitch chat is science. Hey, the Twitch chat's on fire early. Uh, 2012 lack with the John Henry just bought AT and T, and this is the new product. Seriously, <laughs> uh, G Plymouth says, "Gresh, did you blow up AT and T trying to book tickets to see other men beat each other up?" I did get through. Thank God. Well, we figured out that it might have been some sort of firewall thing here because I walked literally step by step my wife through 
Go to the USC Fight Club here. I, literally, step by step, she had them done, bought, paid for in five minutes. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the stoplight waiting to go up the freaking hill to go to Newton Circle, which is one of the great places on earth. Well designed, let me tell you. We allegedly have some of the biggest and brightest here in Massachusetts, <laughs> and we decided around a hotel to put a circle yeah. with eight different yeah. ways to get into it. Oh, it's just lovely. And nobody knows how to yield. No one knows. Nobody how, knows the yield rules and, or the rotary rules. Well, and they got the stop sign that says, uh, hey, if it's red and there's no one coming and you stopped, you can go, which and no one goes. does. They just infuriating. Oh, my God. It's insane. You're right. It's either someone sitting there who goes, I got a red light. It's like, you can go. Or they're pulling out as others are in. It's a disaster. By the time I got there, it was done and over with. I spent more than I wanted to, but I had to give over control because by 2.35 yesterday, as you could imagine, I was at a little bit of a boiling point. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, well, and you saw my frustration <laughs> in know, real like, time. It came, 2 o'clock can't come quick well, enough. Well, but, I mean, I was legitimately thinking I was buying these tickets the right way. I must you have been on AT&T is what it, what it was. It was the, the first sign of a the solar flare. The first solar flare is what it was, exactly. Well, thank God for that, and hopefully I wasn't too distracted in the 1 o'clock hour. Although, people will, like, tell me or hit me up on Twitter or whatever and be like, yeah, you freaking out is kind of funny. I don't know that it is uh, as funny as everyone thinks it is, but Fourier does, so that basically leads to the I don't know how that- only AT&T is affected by this. Oh, you didn't even hear a word I said. No, no, I was talking to, I was there talking you go. to Nick. That's great. <laughs> what did I respond to? No, what, what did you, re- what what did did you I respond to? to? Yeah. That I'm the greatest gambler ever is oh. what you responded to. Hey, you had no idea what you were saying Please. there. I see. I knew this was going to happen. Oh, that you're oh, gonna, hold on. You're would distracting you like, yourself. Would you like a pat? Would you officially like no, me to I never scoot s- over there and give you a pat? The- no, oh, I'm going to do it right now. No, I never said anything about it. Don't. You're going to fall for God's sakes. Okay, there we go again. Oh, there goes Fourier banging into the wall or whatever. No, I mentioned about the. You you saw how frustrated I was getting because I kept getting kicked out of that thing. It was like five times while you were looking. Yeah. User error. Have you just he got it. it. Was your fault? Oh, that yeah, and you just missed Jokas to your own fault. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, Fourier's only got a couple more days on his little wheelie cart Thank here, God. and uh, yeah, the the jokes are flying. Apparently, what uh, Christian? Well, uh, I just went head over heels in my chair. Oh my God, uh, Billy, uh, that might be the most exciting Red Sox moment of the year. Uh, Billy, when Fourier rolled in today, uh, didn't he say, and I quote, "I I fell two times at home yesterday." I, I think it was. It might have been more than two. yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. As you can tell, there's not like a low center of gravity for the scooter and the wheelbase is very narrow so if i try to really cut a corner kind of like what i did yesterday i felt like i i cut the corner too quickly and i just toppled over you gotta ease into your turns i know i do i need or i need or lean into it or lean Uh, the other way but how would it be I go this way whatever you're doing at a speed where you're leaning yeah whatever you're doing do the opposite (laughs) that's how's that and billy's right watch your speed true all right, we, we you know what? Speed bumps in the uh, hallways and it's all, all, all the speed limit signs that, in the hallway. That would be that would be the way that Christian would need another two weeks in the cast. It would be someone banged into him in the hallway, or he's and of course it would be the other person's fault. Or he's wheeling into the kitchen to go get himself a nice coffee, and that thing just slides right out from underneath of him. Do you ever see the? Uh, Do you ever see the the? It, it's like a uh, a gif. I think it is. Of the dwarf on in a, in a mud bogged area on like a little wheelie thing, and he just wipes out around the corner. <laughs> That'd be Fourier going into the kitchen area, just take it all out. There'd be salespeople wiped out, gathering down there. 
Oh, boy. It's one of those days, folks. It really is where uh, I guess the biggest thing in our world uh, was the Bruins didn't get a win last night, 6-5. If you stayed up until about one ah, fifteen in the morning, uh, I think you saw Charlie McAvoy score the game winner in Edmonton. Bruins are right back up at it again. We mentioned it'd be good for them to uh, get out of town. That's exactly what they did. They're now a point ahead of Florida in the Atlantic standings. But Florida has a game in hand. Bruins are back at it tonight. Billy has got more on that coming up in trending. But, uh, well, Fourier yesterday, um, what would you, how would you describe the media gathering of uh, the coaches and the assistant coaches yesterday down at Gillette Stadium? It felt like it was just short of a box social. Yeah, it's like the the old uh, Step Brothers movie. Uh, they're getting ready for the Catalina Mixer. Oh, that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. It wasn't yes. like anybody was trying to close deals, but it was. Let's here's the overall theme. I guess for me would be just how just how 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 massively important it is for them to draw a separation between what used to be to what is now. It is. It feels like. There is more of a focus on telling everyone we're different. We're not the big bad wolf versus, hey, we're trying to build a football team that can win. Yeah, it is. uh, And it's amazing. It's like they just want nothing to do with it. And every aspect of what Bill did was wrong. Mm -hmm. Every aspect of it, like from and we'll hear it, too, right from from the media from the, the way for how they handle the media, how the the coaches speak, uh, how they handle everything, even like the size of his staff, like his his coaching staff, and like how important that is. That was a real like everything jab was at like a, yeah, it was like some passive aggressive dig, and it's and it's it's almost like Mayo is it's becoming harder and harder for him to not just flat out say his way sucked. I dealt with it and put up with it as a player, and of course as a coach. But, man, is he out of touch with what really needs to happen? Like, everything he did was stupid. It never worked. It's like they want to erase everything that happened. Yes, yes. It's as if. For what reason? It is as if there is such a want to scrub away 24 years of Belichick being around. For those who didn't hear it yesterday, because I definitely have some uh, Belichick-connected thoughts with Mayo that everyone is just lapping up right now because it's different. But in terms of the staff question, this is Gerard Mayo yesterday. One thing we, we wanted to make sure of is that we weren't duplicating roles. And so for, for us, we were thinking about what value what value does this role uh, bring to the team? Now, for, historically, we've always had small staffs. And, I mean, it's hard to get things done that way in today's NFL. We weren't really thinking about – you know, the size, we weren't thinking, we were just thinking about how can we make this staff as good as it can be. Now, look, honestly, uh, after talking to a lot of coaches, your first year coaching, like you hope you put together the best staff, but realistically, I mean, it's a process. Oh, my God. I want to unpack the end of that quickly. There's a lot to unpack on that one. That one alone. So... Is that a compliment to then to the Patriots defense that they played so well last year with no offense and allegedly duplicity in roles or whatever in the world it is? 
then how how in the world do I put into context well, what the point which, was there okay, for Gerard what, Mayo? Because I, I feel like there's three different angles here. I'm going to start sure. with the duplicating roles. Yeah. That to me, okay, okay, for me it means, hey, I was doing the job of three people. Mm-hmm. I was duplicating my role uh, at, at two other spots, right? That's the, we thought the whole aspect of, hey, man, they have an outside linebackers coach, a D-line coach, a middle linebackers coach, a safeties coach, and a receivers coach. In the past, it was secondary coach, you're coaching three positions. D-line coach, linebackers coach, you're coaching really technically two, possibly three positions. We didn't, we didn't want to duplicate roles because it wasn't efficient. It took too much time. We were here all day. We had so many responsibilities. It's not efficient. So we don't want to duplicate roles, quote, unquote. We don't want to do it the way Bill did it. It was too hard. Mm-hmm. It was antiquated. It was, uh, it was too much of a burden on the coaches. How about this? I'm not good enough to pull that off. Absolutely. That yeah. is that to me is another big signal from Gerard Mayo and the the whole thing at the end of that comment we will get to, but that to me there's a there's a little bit of that there of the no, we have to do it differently because we have no choice. Yeah, and I'm not experienced enough yeah. to be able to do it like that. Like that is a part of it, but but again, it feels like the <clears throat> It 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 almost is to the point. You know how when fans go nuts over losing a player or a player leaves in free agency, right? Remember the first time LeBron left and went to Miami, and those dopey Cleveland fans. What did they do? They got in a pile and they all went down to the town square and they burned jerseys. It that's what there's a little bit of that's what this feels like. They're stopping short of taking the championship trophies and throwing it in the middle of the bonfire to prove that they're upset or disagree with the way things used to be done down there. And that that had to be driven home yesterday. Had to be multiple times by multiple people. Because it wasn't just Mayo. What what it, I, I, We're going to get to the whole putting together a staff thing because that is really driving me nuts on that narrative. But you said there were three. We hit the first one. We'll well, some of them are, are, are carryover of what we're going to talk okay. about. So I'll just I'll so just, that, it, that it, the overall theme is what stood out to me. That stood out to me, and that and even that, even just talking about the duplicating roles, or there's three aspects of that that he talks about that he goes into, and it's almost this weird. And again, it's. I don't even know if I could talk about this. I need to look it up because the Dynasty, a uh, couple of the other episodes came out, and there was something that happened in one of the episodes that Bill talked about that is relevant for this kind of comment. But I don't know. Uh, there's, there's certain rules and regulations if you have, like, an early access to it. You can't yeah, talk yeah, about some of the events. Yeah, yeah, there are only certain, yeah. I, uh, we're but, so I have to, to check on it before I quote three, it. We're allowed to talk about three and four, which I do believe are dropping tomorrow on Apple TV. Just quickly. Okay. Is it starting to stick with you a little bit that throughout this whole process, there have been multiple times where Gerard Mayo said what we heard at the end of that cut there of the, well, you know, basically it's, well, you know, when you put together your original staff, eh, you're probably going to make some mistakes. What? (laughs) I know. It's like, dude, are you already kind of, you know, teasing the fact that, hey, just so you know, I'm admitting right now, one of these decisions is probably bad, 
but I'm a first-year coach, so you guys be easy on me because, listen, I checked around with other coaches, and mm-hmm. other coaches say you're probably going to screw up a couple of these hires. But listen, just so you guys know, silos are down. Don't be so hard on me when this guy doesn't work out. So they take a quarterback at three, and under that premise, two years later, we might find out that Alex Van Pelt's no good. Well, you know, I told you at the mixer. I told you at the Catalina mixer that this is probably you guys. I told you we knocked down the walls. You guys are Mm. we're a family now. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you don't have AT and T, well, that's true. Reaction to the coaches yesterday. You can text us at three seven ninety three seven. The Twitch chat is uh, up and running. It's about half and half. Uh, some of the Romeo defenders are in there. Oh, you got to start fresh. Okay, a fresh start where it's, hey, maybe some of these guys I hired might not be the best, but, you know, we'll all try to do our best. Uh, that doesn't instill confidence unless you're just of the burn bill down. Throw your jersey in the middle of the bonfire of, hey, we want to forget about William Hoodsworth Belichick. Uh, we have so much more to unpack and get to. Uh, there was a word that Fourier picked up on. I think it's a word that we've heard a lot. It's also a part of the, we're doing things different here now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Crash and Fourier on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. That offensive coordinator search, at least from afar, seemed wide-ranging. Um, a number of different people interviewed. Why was it important to cast such a wide net for that job? Yeah, this is my first time doing it. Um, so you want to make sure that you have uh, a bar set and then work off of that bar. I feel very, I feel very good about where our staff is. Uh, once again, look, there'll be I mean, one-offs here and there, but uh, it, w- it was very important just to talk to as many people as we could so we can get a good feel uh, for who we wanted to hire. Mm. Or a lot of those people that you interviewed were getting other jobs that were better, which is okay. That's going to happen when you don't know what you're looking for and you're going through it the first time. That is Gerard Mayo on the landing on AVP. And uh, thank God that guy walked through the door with a commensurate level of experience and an interest in the job. And uh, Alex Van Pelt sure as hell picked up on the collaborative word. Oh, yeah. How many times was it actually said? I would say from the the four coaches, because they had Mayo and the coordinators, and I don't know what happened in the whole pizza party afterwards, but I think we were over 20. Really? Between the four of them. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, collaboration nation. So, it, which is which is such an obvious sign that there was zero collaboration in all aspects. Even though Bill supposedly was pretty open to hearing everybody's opinion through the draft scouting because he can't be in five different places at once. He has to rely. He has to. He has to be able to collaborate, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't know how you can do yes. that job. You of, of, of everything that he was doing and not. Like kind of okay, you good with this? Okay, I'm trusting you. Good. Okay, go. Yeah, we. I, I don't we, know how it works. We've gone to such extremes. It's as if uh, Scott Pioli never existed. You know, Scott Pioli. Because it must have been just Bill doing everything, yep. and we we've gone so far the other way. And, you know, even in some of the bickering in the uh, Twitch chat, not only amongst Twitchers, but you know, me jumping in there as well on the whole. I wish the focus was on building what you need to build, not focusing on we're tearing everything down. Have we heard anything other than collaborative, which everyone pointed out right away, boy, there's a jab at Bill, right? If I said to you, what does Gerard Mayo stand for as a head coach or a team builder or something like that? You, there's no way to answer that question. We have no idea going in because here's the only thing we've heard for six weeks. We're just doing everything different now. That's really, in, in essence, whether it's dressed up as collaborative, knocking down silos, whatever, can we not say that the first six weeks of the Gerard Mayo tenure had been, to this point, nothing more then telling us how different they're going to be. Yeah, and how much they want to, like, uh, you know, remove themselves from the past and uh, and have nothing. I, I can't imagine how Gerard Mayo was drafted, developed, and coached by Bill, was on his staff, doesn't have some sort of just, you know, resemblance of what he was and how we coached and his practices and philosophies and tone. I can't imagine it not being part of his DNA. And that's the the, the, the reluctance to kind of admit or just, you know, talk about the past. And, and maybe they need it. I don't know. I don't know because there's Hold on. A- you might be right. But the question is, who needs it? That's the bigger question is because you, you know what it feels like. I'm at the top of the masthead and it's different now. And it feels like it's that's the whole. So to your point, you might not be wrong. Maybe they do need it, but is someone ordering it? Give me back my franchise. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think they're in lockstep. Those two. I think Kraft and Mayo are. They're the same. They. They want the same thing. They. They had the same issues. They want the same new experience. They don't want as a player Mayo. It's probably like, dude, that's the way this guy, it's always uptight. He's always a jerk to the media. He's always like, you know, just short with everybody. It's it's like there's never any, you know, Bill benefit was of the master, doubt. Bill, and you lived this as a player. He, he was and is the master of creating the professional tension that you want to keep everyone on edge that keeps hopefully the knives sharp so that you're better than other teams on Sunday. And I think it's been that guy's philosophy forever. But again, it feels like we're at midfield and there the bonfires built 
And, oh, that picture had Bill in it. Want to take that down, throw it in there, and yeah. let it burn. You know but what listen, I mean? Never speak his name. I do think there is an aspect of if he constantly referenced Bill, we would be criticizing him for the for for that. That is very fair. There's there's no question. But if he mixed it in with, well, when I was at Tennessee, Philip Fulmer, ba ba ba, mentioned Bill. If you're if you're using it as a part of your past experience, and it was only referencing Bill, then yes. But Mayo's been impacted by other people. Whether it's those who were former teammates like Aninki Johnson, who is now one of the best motivational people around. Whether it's Phil Fulmer when he was at Tennessee. That defensive coordinator who was at, was that John Chavis, I think, maybe at the time or something like that? I can't remember. But there have been other people in the past. There's no reason why Mayo, I would want to hear from Mayo of the experiences that he would have had outside of the Bill New England bubble and would like some of those mixed in. But it feels like the push is we're doing it different and we're going to collaborate. And that's where it ends right now. There's no real formulation of here's the road ahead. We're all going to join hands and we'll all walk down the road ahead. And it's like, eh, somebody's got to show the way. Do they not? And the other aspect of this is let's just try to be fair for a second. We'll we'll play the other sound in a second because I do feel like He is, uh, on one hand, he's going to be judged as a tenured coach who's been in the league for a long period of time. But the reality is he's as green as green can be. He is as green. Remove your love affair or your admiration, and he did this, and he speaks this, and blah, blah, blah. None of that means crap anymore. Whatever understanding or relationship you have with Mayo as a player, as a media guy, as in the financial world – or as an assistant coach, that is over. He's now the head coach of the New England Patriots, and he should be judged as the head coach of the New England Patriots. But there is this element of he's never done it before. Mm -hmm. Never at any level. He's never done it. So to his point, I still wouldn't say it, he is going to massively stick his foot in his mouth. There's no question. Over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over again. How much of a leash do you give him? How much of the benefit of the doubt of he's a new coach do you give him? Because I do think it's fair to give him that based on he was hired as an assistant mm-hmm. with no experience. How much do you give him? Do you Are you easier on him because he's a first-time head coach, or do you say, screw it, you're a head coach? Well, he has elevated the expectations on his own. Hey, this is how we're judged here, and it's winning – And the owner has also said, we need to get back to where we were. And I think that's a pretty clear missive from Robert Kraft. But there's no, it it depends on, and I hate to add the context to it, it depends on where the screw-ups are. For example, I think they're lucky Alex Van Pelt walked through the door. But when Mayo says, hey, you know, we're putting together the staff and we might not get it right, you can't get that one wrong because you're going to draft somebody at three. So that I, if he screwed up Tyquan Underwood, if he screwed up the O line hire, if Mike Pellegrino, who he's keeping around, can't do the job the way they want, I'm not going to react as harshly to those guys. 
But if you were lucky to get Alex Van Pelt, you draft the quarterback at three, and that's one of the guys two years down the road, you're going to go, oh, I need to pull the ripcord on that one. Or, boy, DeMarcus wasn't as good as I thought Colin plays. I got to pull the ripcord on it. There's a different level of accountability because you can't screw those up. Those are the big ones, especially if you're going to draft a quarterback at number three. So some minor screw-ups, you have an assistant that maybe is a dunderhead, fine. That I can buy. If you're going to sit here two two years from now and AVP is going to go out the door and you get the, well, you know, I said I might not get some of them right from the beginning, what you've done is probably just put yourself in jeopardy as the head coach. I just feel like they're, the honeymoon uh, phase for – the Patriots will be longer than it would be for any other first-time coach who was previously a coordinator who is now a head coach. That's why I think the leash will be longer because of just who hired him, the relationship, what happened before. Because if Gerard Mayo went from untitled defensive guy Right, you're yep. a lot, you're you're not you don't have it. You're not a coordinator because coordinators, uh, no titles are important to him, but not to Bill. If he went to Carolina, Atlanta, any of these job openings, if he got that job, he would be judged right away as a head coach, not as a first time head coach that needed to. You guys are gonna have to kind of grow with me because technically, realistically, he's gonna have to grow into the job. He is going to make a ton of mistakes. You shouldn't say that you're going to make a ton of mistakes. There's we that, will yeah. say it for you. Well, and that gets to the whole media part of this. And uh, I'm disappointed that there are so many people in our profession that are just giddy over having the head coach say their name. Oh, Adam, that's a great question. <laughs> That's what it feels like where it's the, you know, oh, this is kinder, it's gentler, it's nicer, it's the, oh, look, everyone is going to have an open relationship and talk to me. Really? Oh, Karen, hello. Yeah. <laughs> do we really, do you really think that this is the true new way of doing things in New England and that there'll be transparency? Because we'll get to the Robin Glazer question where there was zero transparency in that. But, uh, it is not uh, – do you have to be a dink like Bill? No. Is it important to have a great relationship with the media? No, it isn't. At the end of the day, it can be a zero-sum gain, if not be a negative for you. There needs to be the media at arm's length. I think there are, I think there are some Christian who think that, well, doors are open. Here we go. Come waltzing in. We'll, we'll give you the state secrets. Hey, you want the game plan? Sure, we'll give you the game plan. Hey, can I trust you with it? Like, Can I trust you? What do you make of all of that? Because not only were you in four different NFL locales where it was different everywhere, you also lived the early version of the bill rules when it came like to the media. I'll cover the game plan. You can send it over to Kansas City if you've got it. I mean, <laughs> it might be easier for all of us. Here's what you're not going to get. That's what you're not And this is – there's – Bill – is the same as any other coach. Mm -hmm. They're not giving you the game plan. They're not doing this. They're going to be as, you know, evasive as possible. On the, the, on the verge of being snarky. Yeah. Okay. And they're that Bill, way in meetings, too. Bill was, Bill was like, condescending. Bill, Bill yeah. was a 
Bill was a jerk. He, like Bill he, was. He went too far with he it. He went no way, yeah. way too far to the point where it really did become a cat and mouse game. I'm going to try and get you in a gotcha moment. I'm going to make sure I avoid it. And if you say something stupid, most coaches would be like, oh, listen, man, you know, they, they won't pants you and make you look like a fool if you ask a question. You mean they'll do like the uh, the coach at Penn State? On the whole, that doesn't compute. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like and the then whole, there's just chucking it deep. And, and some, it's in, in some, that question, uh, that Penn State question, that deserved the head coach to be a dink. Like, what do you do? Shut up. But 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 James Franklin level of dink wasn't as biting as yeah, Bill. true. And that's where people are very much reacting, I think, to some of the, oh, look at Mayo. He's going to give us verbal huggies with all these press conferences. Yeah. And Bill gave nothing and was a dink about it. Guys who, uh, you know, does he need to be? The opposite of that, the, the complete opposite is Pete Carroll. Pretty open, good person. Like, when they sit down with you, they almost like compartmentalize their life and they go, okay, I'm doing an interview right now. Let's talk. Let's talk real. Like, I'm not going to listen. You know, I can't answer that. Hey, I can't answer that. Well, okay. Cause I will guarantee you Mayo isn't going to say anything. Nothing. He really did. He doesn't. He's not going to say anything. He avoids it just as well as Bill. He's just going to do it with a smile and a chuckle and a laugh. There's your difference. That is, he's going to be respectful of your job and your position. So he's not going to like out you. Even if you say, even if you phrase the question wrong, this is why where Bill was a jerk. You phrase the question wrong. Maybe you speed up your question or maybe you're nervous and you say it wrong. Bill would pause, make you feel like an idiot and then answer and then, and then not give you another chance. Mayo's not going to do that. Mayo's going to dance around with you a little bit. He's going to be a good dance partner. He's been in the media, so he knows what it's like. Hey, I get what you guys go through. I know how hard you work. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to embarrass you and your profession and your livelihood. That's the whole kumbaya moment between the media. Nothing else guaranteed. You will never get anything out of him. Nothing. He will be just as evasive as Bill in his own way. But he'll say it nice. Yeah, say it nice. People will fall for yeah. it. Because, I listen, we used to interview him. Way back in the day, our interview started at 10 minutes. We cut it to two and a half because we were just sick of dealing with them. Sick of it. It was, it was like he just, you couldn't even play around with the question because he just wouldn't say anything. He's going to end up being the same way. It's so early right now. Wait till they go lose four in a row. Oh, my God. Honeymoon phase on uh, on lock right now. It's going to be in this for a while. Uh, and then the question of Robin Glazer has come up a lot. Um, in the uh, Apple TV documentary, I have a funny feeling there will be some people uh, talking about Robin Glazer, and it's the first time, I think, for a lot of fans that they've heard the name. Uh, and when you watch what's coming up on, on Apple TV, there's a lot more there. There's no question. And there's this sort of shroud of secrecy with everything down there right now on the whole Robin Glazer, what's her role, all that kind of stuff. It did not help her, to be fair, that Gerard Mayo had the introductory press conference and then it was, oh yeah, by the way, Robin Glazer's also there too. It's like Mayo's right-hand person. And they announced it after the press conference and people are like, what, what, are, what are you trying to pull here? Uh, and then there was the, the question to Mayo yesterday where Mayo could have done Robin Glazer a solid by answering any other way than this. What role is uh, Robin Glazer? What duties is she performing for you? She was in on at least some of the interviews, but 
Yeah, you know, honestly, like at this point in time, I just kind of want to focus on the coaches. Um, look, we'll have other opportunities to really talk about some of the things and some of the roles as it starts to really set into place. But right now, I'm focused on the coordinators, and I think we should focus on the coordinators and the assistant coaches. What, what should he have said? Um, Something along the lines of, look, her role is an assistant to me. I'm a first-timer in this. Having someone with a legal background is not bad, especially when you're going through an interview process. There will be times where Robin has to handle stuff for the organization, and then there are times where I might need her counsel on some things that have nothing to do with football. That role will evolve as much as everyone else's. But for me right now, I can't worry about explaining her role to people on the outside. I have to focus on getting ready for the combine, trying to get ready for the draft, and do it the most efficient way I can. How's that? Okay, thank you. Instead of the, well, I'm just here to focus on the coordinators. Because you know what? If it sounded like this, uh, yeah, Christian, we're we're not really here to get into her role. We're here to talk football. You know There's what? I, no, you know yeah, what? And it, the only difference is the tone and the delivery. Otherwise, the, same the exact same thing was said. It just wasn't said with a snort and a chortle. What is Gerard Mayo's version of uh, I'm just doing what's best of the team going to be? Oh, there what will be his, none of that. What? No, he'll have a version of it. He will, he will, in his own, it'll paraphrase it in his own words. If there one. will be a version. Maybe it's silos. No, it's collaborate. One, two, three, collaborate. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. How we feel about all getting together and getting along and not having no silos? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There you go. That, no, they can't mix that together either. Oh, that's from the, you know, that's they're the going to get, they're, I guess they're going to have to figure something else out. Yeah. Hey, let's all do the slow, uh, you know, what is it? The whole clap that uh, the Olympians do and they do in Minnesota. They just clap. And let's do that really slow, guys. And then uh, and this is how we end every win. Yeah, how we feel about it? Look each other in the face. Yeah, and you keep going. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it, then it just gets messed up because no one can keep a beat. Well, that's true too. It's like trying to get a crowd to chant, and some people like trying to do the wave is wrong. Oh yeah, the wave. That's a uh, that's a good one too. Um, so uh, yeah, interesting comments from Alex Van Pelt on Mac Jones yesterday. In that he didn't slam the door in his face. What do we make of it? We'll get to that next. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. You, you mentioned that you had a chance to meet Mac Jones. Can you envision him being this team's starter next season? Right, you know, really right now, everything is on the table. Um, as we go through this process, we're really this last couple weeks, 10 days, have just been diving into who we are, uh, trying to evaluate our guys. Um, you know, a lot of people in this situation on staffs that have been here, they're doing free agency. Well, we're doing our guys as they are free agents. So we're trying to understand who we have here as well as looking at other players out there. But right now, everything is on the table, and we're just still working through that process. When that time comes, I'm sure we'll, it'll be a you know a collaborative effort, and we'll make the right decisions. All right, A, collaborative, but B, perfect answer. Perfect answer from Alex Van Pelt. And I know that I made the joke of the whole, oh, they didn't say they were slamming it in Mac's face. 
But when we brought this up a couple weeks ago, because now everybody is circling around on the whole Mac Jones stuff, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. The cap ramifications and stuff like that and how to handle Mac. And look, whatever people think across the league is whatever they're going to think. Alex Van Pelt played it perfectly. Number one, they're not throwing him out yet. Number two, because again, look at the way everybody is sort of handling even their own quarterbacks that they don't really want. You know, the Jets owner came out and said, Zach Wilson's an effing idiot. But you haven't heard that from Joe Douglas or people on the team or anything like that, right? So for Alex Van Pelt, it is the, listen, I'm not going to close any door. We could end up, like, seriously, from the Van Pelt end, they could end up whiffing on the number three pick or whatever or going in a different direction and just being like, see if you can rehab this guy for a year and then we'll figure it out. Like, just, they didn't close the door on anything with Mac. And do I have any delusions that the guy is going to be the starting quarterback here next year? No, I don't. But in terms of trying to do something with the asset, and oh, by the way, Maybe he is a little bit of your safety net if everything goes to hell in a handbasket. What a great answer by Van Pelt. Well, yeah, and there's obviously, um, you know, if you are going to try and trade him, it looks like there was a report I just saw this morning about Seattle being interested in trading for Mac Jones and what that would look like. Geno Smith signed, a, you know, I think a two-year extension. Or they picked up his option. So yeah, I think this not- might be the final year of a two-year yeah. for Geno or whatever. And some, you and I talked about it. Fans around here, whatever on the guy, but across the league, people are going to look at, I think, three things. One will be, why did he crater this year? Because you look at the beginning of 23, and then you look at how it ended, and you're like, wait a minute. How did that guy go from 300 and whatever yards, three touchdowns and a pick against a team that we thought was Super Bowl worthy to cratering inside himself? Number two would be, how messed up is his head from a football standpoint? He went from McDaniels to Patricia to Billy O in three years. And if you look at the narrative on Bledsoe, it was very similar for Drew before there was the consistency of of the, the coaching staff with Pete for a couple of years and all that. There was like Ernie Zampezi and this guy, that guy, different quarterback coaches or whatever. And the other one is the Belichick effect. You know, how complicit, like, If you can't deal with Bill, why would you be able to deal with me? Like, explain to me how that whole thing went sideways because the other thing people will remember is of all these ragtag guys that are out there, there's one who did lead a team to the playoffs as a rookie, and that's Mac. And while people might say, well, that was X years ago, in the NFL, people look for reasons to try to take a chance on a guy. And considering the rest of the quarterbacks in that draft, other than uh, Trevor Lawrence, that's something you can sell to someone. Hey, this guy did go to the playoffs once. Yeah, yeah, sure you can. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, Mac Jones is at the – because you can look at the um, the financial ramifications uh, if you want as far as what it means if you trade him, what it means if you cut him, and, and June 1st is a big date. That kind of you know qualifies as you know you know to make it easy. If you trade Mac, it's essentially no cap charge. If you cut him, you're eating another two point seven million. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. And that's my point is that for me, like he's saying all the right things, and that's what I would say. Also, kind of you know make sure you maintain some sort of 
you know, leverage as far as negotiations go. Hey, I already and they're monitoring this. Hey, I already said, like, I'm not against it. I may keep them. I, I got to reevaluate everybody. What they're doing right now is they're going through their own roster and evaluating their own roster before they can literally get into free agency in the draft. And that's what they, they have gotta, to do. They got to no find question. out what they have. Yep. So he's so but I do think that overall. He falls, Mac Jones, that is. He falls victim of, uh, I'm sick of your face. I think there will be that in the end. It's the whole, hey, I just don't want to see you anymore. I'm sure there's a part of Alex Van Pelt that's like, damn. Like, I wish I had this guy before they did to him what they did to him. Because there are traits there. There are things there that are likable. Now you just, listen, if, if you're Chicago, the Jets, the Patriots, Denver would be uh, Denver's just doing it with an older quarterback. Yeah. That's making money, right? All this quarterback sort of horse trading right now, right? You know, hey, he's still got a couple good races left in him. You know what I mean? Or, hey, this guy just needs a brainiectomy or whatever, and you can fix him. And everybody's out there trying to sell the goods the best they can. And every team is trying to figure out, okay, which one of these, which one of these people do I want to give a second chance to? which might be more difficult to figure out which guy you want to give a second chance to. Uh, we should do, well, well, that's interesting because we should... Second chance quarterbacks? I do think there's an interesting kind of, uh, you know, uh, philosophy, not even philosophy, exercise. There is a discussion is, There to is be a discussion had. because out of all the quarterbacks that are probably going to be on the move, that are still on the rookie contracts, I do wonder which one is more appealing than the others, right? Like, who is just dog-out awful and has no chance whatsoever, and who, based on what they went through, like Mac Jones, is fixable? Well, at least Mac hasn't gone through the childish uh, phase of deleting and unfollowing people on social media, which apparently is the way the moderns doth protest or maybe they'll try to deflect that. We'll get to that with Justin Fields and into this sort of second-chance quarterback discussion. It's like a second-chance prom. If you're old and you never went, ah, you go with your love in your 60s to some radio station event where they have the second-chance prom. You can relive what you didn't get 50 years ago. I don't know if we're going down that road, but it kind of feels like it. It's next. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.